Welcome to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm Vic Versero. I'm so glad you took time out of your day to join us, and I'm glad somebody else took time out of their day to join us as well. Before I introduce him, I have to say I was thinking that sometimes it's not fair that God hands out talent to some people in buckets, and I end up with a teaspoonful. (laughs) But the guy that I'm going to introduce you to is a really talented guy and a great guy and somebody that I'm excited to have with us right here on the show. His name is Tony Thompson. Tony, welcome to our show. We're glad to have you here, and thanks for your time. Thank you for having me as a guest, and it's great to be back in Michigan. Actually, I was born in East St. Louis, Ah. and when I was... Around six years old, my parents moved to Michigan for, you know, better job market and that kind of thing. So I basically came here and it was a very different environment for me because I'm coming from a 100% black area. Okay. If you don't mind me saying. Well, to an area that wasn't like that demographic. Yeah, you know? right, So I right. had to kind of fit in. Actually, if you don't mind me saying, it was kind of hard because I used to be chased from school. Oh, no. Yes. And one day I was running and this is going to be in a movie, actually, that I'm working on. And I ran onto the porch of an Italian lady. She kind of like chased them away. Right. Love it. Love it. (laughs) You know, and I was like, wow, you know, this is real different for me. But the guys didn't know that I was very fast. I could run very fast. because In East St. Louis, there used to be a lot of dogs. Oh, okay. On the street, right? Yeah. And you have to be able to run, especially if you didn't understand the behavior of dogs. And I didn't. And I would just jet, you know, and I became very fast. Right? (laughs) Tony, this is amazing. As I got older, I actually became a champion runner in Lansing. In 1975, I was the 100-10 champion for the whole city. Lansing and East Lansing and not to jump around, but I remember my coach even told me, he said, Tony, you're one of the fastest kids in the state of Michigan. You know, I was like 14 or 15 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that distinguished you right there. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did, right? Well, Tony, I got to tell you, when you tell me that the dogs were chasing you and you didn't understand the behavior of dogs, it reminded me of the old story. What does a dog ever do with the car once it catches it, right? So that's the whole confusing thing is had you ever stopped running, maybe the dogs would have been confused and not known what to do. But thank goodness you kept running and stayed safe and some people helped protect you. So again, you came out of St. Louis, came up to Michigan. Did I hear you were six years old? Is that when you got here? That's right. Yeah. And so when you got here, and of course, making a move is always something that I, thank goodness, I grew up in a spot and we didn't move. That's where I was my entire youngster years. I think when you make that move, there's a lot of adversity and a lot of things. You got to make new friends, got to learn new people, new ways, and it's different. So thank goodness you figured it out and got up here and started to run. So when exactly did they figure out you were lightning fast and you were going to be somebody that needed to be? Was it eighth grade when they started putting you in the track? No, it was seventh grade, actually. Seventh grade, how about that? Yeah, and we ran at a place called Waverly High School. Yeah. I was about 12 or 13 years old, and they put me on the track, and it was still cold outside. Remember, there was snow on the ground. Yeah. And, yeah, so I was like, wow, we got to run and get put on the shorts and run, you know? (laughs) So I was like, okay. 
so I'm running, and in halfway, I sort of tripped. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. I sort of tripped. I didn't fall, but I kept running. So I asked the coach, I said, how did I do? He said, Tony, you did damn good. Oh, really? And I was like, well, how fast was it? And it was like 100 yards at 11 seconds. It was like 11-2, and I had tripped, right? So I think if I hadn't tripped, I would have probably been in the 10s, you know, at that time. This was yeah. in seventh grade. Yeah. And so after that, eighth grade, I, my body was still growing, and I started getting hit pointers. Oh, you know no, yeah. Yeah, painful, right? Yeah, so I could I'm sorry? Very painful, wow. right? Very painful. So I had to sit out eighth grade. And then I said, well, I'm going to give it another try for ninth grade. So I went out for the team in ninth grade, and I was the fastest in the city. I took the city championship in the 100-yard dash and the 20 yards, I think it was at that time. In the city? So anyway, yeah, for wow. the city. Wow. And the relay. So I still have some of the medals and stuff from back then. Sure. But, yeah. So then, but at the same time, I love to play the guitar, you know. So I was kind of strumming on the guitar, and that was my second love. Well, and honestly, Tony, as we unpack your story and have a chance to hear all about your great success, part of what people are tuning in going, well, have we found a story about a sports legend or have we got something else going on and we're going to find out what that something else is as he picks up the guitar and continues his lightning speed (laughs) record of success right here on the leadership lowdown we're so glad tony thompson's with us right here on the michigan business network i'm vic versero we'll be right back Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. And we're back with Tony Thompson right here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and Tony's with us today. Some of you may be thinking we're here to talk about a sports legend based on our first segment, but we have something else in store for you because, Tony, you teased us in the last segment with uh, picking up a guitar. Tell me about what happened. Okay, what happened was, I will go all the way back. So I had a couple cousins that used to play guitar, and when I was... On my summer holidays, I used to go to East St. Louis every summer because a majority of my family still lives in that area. And what happened was I was sitting on my grandma's porch and I saw this like, I guess you would call it, you know, the death devil? What do you call it? Oh, death buster? Yeah, death buster. It was on the sidewalk. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was on the sidewalk. So I'm sitting there. I didn't really have, I mean, I like music, but it wasn't like something that... I've got to do. So anyway, I'm sitting on the porch and this dust buster was on the sidewalk and this thing's I was watching it and it came up and it just like brushed against me. And when it brushed against me, I felt a joy and I wanted to make music. It was the strangest thing. Wow. And ever since that specific time, I've been 
making music. And well, Tony, I, let me stop you there, just because I, I think you have an extraordinary thing. We want to make sure we get it right. I said Dust mm-hmm. Buster because I thought you were talking about the little vacuum cleaner. I think you're talking about what amounts to a little bitty, tiny tornado, right? Where it's whipping around right, exactly. the wind. Yeah, I think it's a dirt devil is what I think it is. Yes. But the whole point is you've got this little mini twister that's blowing down right. the sidewalk, and it comes up and brushes your leg. And are you it telling me at that point, my whole body. and you have an epiphany? Tell me about that. Yeah, and it's just like all of a sudden, it's the happiest experience <laughs> that you could ever have. You know, it's just like, have you ever been like really happy about something? Oh, you know, all the like time, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so this happened to me, and I want to make music. It was all at the exact same instance. Wow. So at that point, you know, it's like all of a sudden I want to hang out with my cousins who are playing guitar, you know, (laughs) and when I returned to Michigan to start school, you know, I would just like drive my friends crazy. But I was like, hey, man, let's come over and jam, you know, come on over. They're like, hey, okay, but it's time for us to go home now. Come on, man. Let's just, you know, just a little bit longer, you know, it's like, (laughs) you know, I was just like, really? Wow. You know, and it's like something that's living in you and it's still living in me. So when I got out of high school, I ended up going to work for the plant, General Motors. Yeah, sure. But I, right here in Lansing, yeah, right? In Lansing, yeah, yeah okay. Fisher Body. So I was there, and I was so happy to get the job because I was like, wow, now I can buy all the guitars that I need, <laughs> yeah. you know, all the amps. So I would go to a concert and find out what they're playing, and I would get exactly the same guitar. Oh, you know, wow. so I had like seven guitars. Yeah. You know? And then my mom, right, I'm still living at home, and, you know, she'd be, like, cleaning my room or something, or, you know, all of a sudden she feels something underneath the bed. What is that? Oh. Oh, boy. Found my guitar. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm in trouble again. Well, Tony, there's a lot of things that teenagers and young men have hidden under their beds, and a guitar yeah. is not the worst thing to drag out, right? So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't have been too disappointed, right? Right, right. So anyway, I yeah, okay, mom, here's my new Travis Bean or, or my new Fender Stratocaster or my Telecaster, you know. Right. So I was like, okay. So anyway, what happened is I decided that at a point I'm going to either make a do or die. I'm either going to make it in the music business yeah. or I'm going to stay here and just dream about it. So what happened is I was in a band right out of high school. We had a group called Most Valuable Players. Okay. And this was a gentleman by the name of Sam Warren. He's a great friend. He's still around, and we still, you know, he does little gigs with me every now and then. Oh, nice. So Sam had his own band, and we kind of like, I pulled some of my members together, the guys that I knew, and we created a band around Lansing. So this group was pretty good. You know, we were doing Ghoulies. I don't know if people remember in East Lansing. Oh, of course, that's Ghoulies. legendary for anybody that, what, probably is 50 or above, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Rick's Cafe. So we were playing, you know, pretty decent gigs. Yeah. But I was having, you know, I'm like 20, 21 years old. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just not enough for me. So we were performing at one of the hotels. And I met a guy named Sheldon Reynolds. And Sheldon was from Cincinnati. He was also performing at the hotel in another ballroom, right? And he was walking by, and I noticed his guitar case had a Sun emblem on it. And I was like, wow, who is this guy? Is he with the band Sun? Sun was a group out of Dayton, Ohio. Okay. 
and they were signed with Capitol Records, right? So they had a hit record when I was about maybe 16 or 17 years old, and it was played nationally. And they got a, they received a gold record. So this guy was in that band. And I said, hey, are you and son? He's like, yeah. I said, oh, my God, you need another guitar player? There you go. <laughs> there you go. So he was like, well, it's possible. You know, I said, man, please give me your contact. So he gave me his contact, right? He said, well, send it to this guy. His name is Byron Bird, right? Byron Bird was the, or still is, he was the creator of Sun, one of the creators, based in Dayton, Ohio. So anyway, I wrote a letter to him, and he said, well, send me a tape. So I was like, oh, my God, I need to make a tape. (laughs) So I took a few boom boxes, right, (laughs) until... This day, I still don't remember exactly how I did it, but I put a couple boom boxes together and I was able to overdub my guitar. So I would play a part, (laughs) then I would play another part and just stack it. So I sent it to him and he was like, man, this is really good. You need to come down to Dayton. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you what, we're going to leave it right there as a cliffhanger and what happens in Dayton because we've got to go to a quick break, but this is so much fun, Tony, and I'm so glad you're here. We're going to find out what's next and what happens in Dayton right after these messages. We'll be right back. The workplace keeps changing, and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals, from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguess.com. And we're back and we're headed for Dayton right now after that most recent discussion in the last segment. I can't wait to see what happens. You're headed down to Dayton, Ohio to try to see if you can catch the big gig with a band that's already signed with Columbia Records. Tell me what happens. Oh, yes, it was Capital. Capital, sorry, sorry. Yes. So anyway, I get down to Dayton and I meet Byron. I take the Greyhound bus down there, right? Yeah. And so he meets me down there. And all of a sudden, before we met, he sees a guy laying on the sidewalk with these really cool shoes. And he's like, wow, I hope this is not him. You know what I mean? (laughs) And yeah, so he's like, I hope that's not Tony that's laying down on the sidewalk. So anyway, he walks inside the station and that's where he meets me with my guitar. You know, (laughs) so he's explaining it to me what had happened. So anyway, we go down to his house and he invites me to stay for three days. Right. So I stayed down there three days and. He wanted to hear how I played, you know, wanted to see what my character is like. And then on the third day, he said, I just want to let you know, you're in the band. Whoa. And that was one of the most happiest feelings that I've had in a long time, right? I so, guess. Now, so I, let me ask you this. Did you displace a guitar player at that point in time? Or how does that work? Because they weren't, you didn't respond to an ad. You said, do you need one? And they said, well, maybe. And so how did that work? Was there somebody that was leaving the band? Well, there was one guy that was leaving the band. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so and, you took that uh, spot. And, I took that spot. And I'm kind of ignorant about guitars. Is it bass? Is it lead? I mean, that's about all I know about guitar right there, bass or lead. So tell me what you were playing. Well, I was playing rhythm. 
Rhythm, I was okay. A rhythm man. I wasn't really into the solos and stuff. It's just that I want to make people dance. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Rhythm guitar. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he liked my groove, and I got the gig. So right after that, he was telling me, "Okay, so now we're going to make a new album called Force of Nature, right?" So I got with Byron, and we plugged that tirelessly for about three or four weeks to carve out that full album. And then from there, we went down to Cincinnati. And this is where the recording studio is. Okay. Right? So we went down to Cincinnati and we recorded the album. And from there, I remember coming back to Lansing and I went to a place called The Bus Stop. Okay. And I talked to the manager. I was like, hey, man, I'm in this new band called Sun. Well, they're not new, but... And he was looking at me like, okay, well, I said, I would love to try to get the band to play here. So what happened was, because the group have a big management agency, so they actually booked us at the bus stop. So that was our second stop. Oh. <laughs> Michigan Grand Rapids was the first stop, Lansing. And then we went down to Ohio and we started going down south and playing Florida and Atlanta and all these different places from there. Yeah. You left a pretty good paying job at General Motors, and now you're down on a band. And I don't want to know finances, but is it a comparable income? How do you, you know, you got a band that's already established. They got a contract. When they sign you up, are you paid by the hour? I mean, can you make ends meet as a rhythm guitar player for this band? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Because the money was actually, at that time, pretty much comparable what I was making at GM. Wow, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but you also were able to make money off the album as well. So you were making it on two different fronts. Right. So when I left GM, at that particular time, I think they were paying us some sort of severance because of what was going on oh, with the imports. That makes sense. Yeah. So they were yeah, kind yeah. of making, giving everybody a soft landing because they had to lay off people, maybe that kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, mm. so I got caught up in that at the same exact time that I had branched off to do music. Wow. So, but uh, Tony, at this point yeah. in time, I have to ask you. You're following your dream, right? I mean, you got a little bit of a mini tornado that hits you, and all of a sudden, your life is like a tornado. Things are happening, and you're having a time of your life doing something you love. You don't have to run from. You're running through opportunity that's going on. So tell me, at this point in time, are you kind of pinching yourself going, is this real? Because I think I'm living the dream. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. But it wasn't always... I mean, there were some scary moments also. I did a concert once in Chicago, and there was like 80,000 people out there. Wow. Right? Now, I had never seen this many people in my life. (laughs) Right. But when those 80,000 people start calling out your name, Tony, Tony, (sighs) oh, my God, it feels like you can fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Superhero. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what happened, that specific concert i remember i got lost somehow and i went out in the audience right because i was wireless even back then you know wireless Uh guitar you can run around the place so somehow i left the stage and all these people start coming around me like wow that's one of them you know they're like grabbing you and all this stuff and i had to get rescued by our security (laughs) you know 
So you're like, "Whoa, no, no. <laughs> I'm in trouble." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty wild. Yeah. Well, so, I'm glad you got rescued because it allows us to tell your story right here on the Leadership Lowdown. Tony, we're so glad you're with us on the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go take a quick break and come right back and hear more about Tony Thompson's amazing journey. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. We're having a little mini concert right here on the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Verscher on the Leadership Lowdown, and I'm having fun hearing Tony Thompson's story. And Tony, we've got a crowd that got rescued out of a crowd of 80,000 in Chicago, and you're with Sun, but there's been some other things in your life too, because this thing is kind of growing and taking a little dirt devil ride of its own. So in your world, tell me, you did some international travel too, right? Is that This thing is getting big. Yes, I've actually toured 14 countries in total, including the U.S. And my first international tour was in Japan. I performed at a place called, I forget the name of it. Well, we probably don't know it anyways. But Tony, when you're out there, you're singing in English. And what kind of reception are you getting internationally? Well, let me tell you. What happened was this particular place wanted to hear not just son's music but they want to hear what was going on in america you know yeah so we were not prepared okay we were not prepared for that we were prepared for our music but we weren't prepared for top 40 music so it became very very difficult i remember people coming in and saying hey is this son you know and the club owner wasn't happy either, okay? So it came down to, like, if these guys don't get it together, you're going to have to go back to America. I'm sorry, what were you missing? You weren't singing the songs they wanted to hear? You were singing Sun songs? Yes. Is that it? Well, you know, we did the song stuff, but we had the perception from our manager, hey, they want to hear the top 40 stuff, you know, like, once, three times a lady. Yeah, you know, do the some, cover band stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, the cover, because this specific club was a covered club. Gotcha. But Tina Turner played there, The Temptations played there. It was called Mugen, sorry, that's what the name There was. you go, it's okay. Mugen. Yeah, so we weren't used to that because, hey, in America, we're doing our own stuff. Right, you know I mean? we're son, man. <laughs> and, yeah, we're son, you know. So anyway, we get over there, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. So we just said, hey, screw that. We're just going to do Sun. And when we did that, it got into their system, and we knocked a home run. Oh, they really? loved it. Yes, they loved it. 
we were doing the radio stuff over there, you know, going to the biggest radio stations in Tokyo, playing the album, talking about the album, you know, and uh, it turned out to be a great thing. So what I would suggest is that sometimes you got to be yourself, mm. you know, you got to be yourself. Fantastic lesson. Go, yes. And that was what got us going was just being ourselves doing what we do if you don't like it then hey it was nice meeting you <laughs> they were bringing us flowers and gifts and everything they were crying when we were about to leave you know isn't that and simple I was like, yeah and I was like, you know, well and tony was there a lot of controversy with the band leadership at the time to say come on guys let's do the cover stuff or was it no we've come this far we are who we are and we're going to go with what we know is our stuff i mean was that a big decision and a tough one it was a very tough one because for one you definitely want to be in japan especially at that time you know you just want to do you know what they want so we tried to do that but it just wasn't coming off right you know and you know we were also visited by other bands like the Kinks. You know, the Kinks came in and sat in with us oh my on dates. Yeah. Yeah. The Kinks, who else? There was a group called the Nolan Sisters. They were out of UK. They were very famous at the time. Shaka Khan's band came in, came <laughs> with us, you know. We were meeting a lot of people. Well, come you on, know? Tony. I mean, you got to be sitting there doing your rhythm guitar going, uh, it wasn't that long ago when I was running from dogs in St. Louis and uh, getting chased down the street with a little Italian lady taking a broom to the other kids. And you're sitting yeah. there now. This has got to yeah. be pretty amazing, right? It is. It was. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Just pull a little time out here. How heady does this get? Did that get into your head? Did you start getting the ego? Did you start getting the prima donna feel and having people, you need to kiss my ring? Or did you kind of keep it all in check? Well, you know what? I was meeting other musicians that sort of had the ego thing. And, you know, I kind of got into that a little bit. Well, you know, you got to sure. be kind of like a little bit of prima donna. But the thing is, what I learned is that when you do that, you isolate yourself. Mm. You always have to keep an open mind, especially in the music business. You got to keep an open mind. And that prima donna stuff is just, it'll hold you back. Yeah, very you know interesting. Well, and I got to believe it, it's a recipe for disaster because sometimes you may think you're all this and that, and the person that you're looking down your nose at might be somebody that can really help you in the next move, the next step. And so you've got to be right. careful about that. And I think, Tony, because this is a large business crowd that we have at the Michigan Business Network, is part of what we talk about is people get titles. I'm CEO, I'm the founder, all the other big titles we have. And sometimes we look right past those things. And I'm not sure we count our blessings and understand that how fragile all of that is because, you know, what goes up must come down. And from time to time, you get out there. So it's interesting that did anybody pull you aside and say, hey, come here, Tony, I want to talk to you? No, I never really had that, but it was more or less trial and error of myself you know realizing that you know sometimes when people try to think that there's so much you know 
Yeah. There's other people that can bust your balloon. You know, I can't <laughs> say, hey, I'm the world's greatest guitar player because there'll be a guy that'll come in and, you know, he might only be playing for a couple of years and just... It just smoke you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Tony, I just love this conversation we're having. I'm so glad you took time to be with us because you're learning so much and having so much fun. I'm glad you're with us here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. For something to grow, it takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. And we're here with Tony Thompson, an amazing artist with a quite a story and somebody that uh, is sharing it with us right here. And Tony, you know, we talked about being kind of in an amazing spot, 14 different countries, including the United States on your tour. But when you get back home, you're not the same kid that was running track at Waverly High School, right? You were changed forever. Tell me some of the things you learned in your journey. Well, you know, some of the things I've learned is that you have to be humble, okay? It's great to network. It don't try to be, I'm all this, and you don't network. Network is, you know, we need each other, you know? So, especially in the music business, you know, you got to make as many musical friends, agents, managers, you know, see what the competition is all about. Make friends with the competition as well, you know? Because you never know. They might need you to yeah. help them. <laughs> That's so a great point. basically, yeah, so I decided to come back to Lansing. My parents are here. I just lost my dad, actually, a couple of months ago. Oh, sorry. But okay. my mom. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, he was behind me as well, <laughs> musically. Yeah. So coming here, I basically want to help other students and people that are really into music, you know, to give them some ideas or whatever, even if I have to consult or, you know, something like that, you know, but there's a lot, because there's a lot of people that want to travel, but they don't really know what it's like, you know. Ooh, tell me about that. So give us a little glimpse. What's that like? Okay. You know, like what you need visas, you know, you need the proper visa. You just can't go get a regular tourist visa and want to perform. You have to get a work visa. Oh, boy. And in certain countries, if you are an artist and you're performing, just say, in a foreign country, and you're not registered to do that as a music artist, they can throw you in jail. Oh, boy. And And there's no guitars in jail, baby. (laughs) Oh, my word. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of people that, you know, get busted, and then all of a sudden, not only do they throw you in jail, they give you a fine for like $50,000. Oh, my word. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, so you don't want to do that. You know, so I want to go back and just pick up some of the real diamonds you just scattered among us here. You mentioned humility, and you said it was important. Tell yeah. me, why was it important in terms of when you think about those big things you learned on tour? When you got back to the country, why was humility among the top things you mentioned that you learned? Why was that so important to you? Well, the thing is, 
you don't want to isolate yourself. You know, that's the main thing, you know, and it's so many fronts that you can isolate yourself with egos. And mainly for musicians, it's egos. That's the main thing, you know, that I've learned that you definitely got to stay away from. And again, I'm sorry just to be plain, but I want to make sure we get lessons out of this. So when you say egos, so now I've got the big ego. I got the guy or the gal that thinks she's he or she's all this and that. And so maybe I won't play with you or I won't do this or I won't say hello to this fan or I won't take time to be with certain people. That just then creates an isolation where you might be missing some pretty cool blessings. Is that where your brain goes? Is that what you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh But at the same time, you got to put that fence up too. Yeah. It's not like you're going to say hello to everyone that, I mean, you can, if you can say hello to every, all your fans, but there are some people out there too, unfortunately in this business, you know, because it does, music attracts all kinds of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just have to, you know, just kind of like, you got to be careful also. Yeah, well, I'm probably just aware and mindful of that whole thing. But, you know, as you talk about this, you know, it's the having the humility and grace to understand. And, you know, from my standpoint, Tony, what I always, <laughs> I've told this on the show before, I will not walk past a penny that's on the ground. And I've literally, people have tripped over me when I stopped to pick up a penny. And it's okay. like a penny. And my only point is, I don't ever want to forget the value of money and understanding where I came from because I came from nothing and so did you. And uh-huh. so what happened is that you've been blessed to have an extraordinary life. And I think that that humility and keeping that mindful is a great way to live a life where you don't get to the point where you take it for granted, but literally every day is a blessing and you feel like it's something to celebrate. And so that kind of travel and that kind of extensive opportunity that you've uh, shared has been really quite amazing. And uh, Tony, it's just so much fun to get to know and live a little bit vicariously through your stories. And I'm so glad, even though we've got just one segment left, we're going to take a quick break and come right back and hear the rest of the Tony Thompson story right here on the Michigan Business Network. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. And we're back in our final segment right here on Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. And, of course, we're talking about music business right here today with Tony Thompson. And, Tony, you know, not only have you had this amazing, incredibly life that's been kissed and blessed, but I want to also say you've got something else going on that I think is kind of exciting. You mentioned the potential of a movie. So tell me what's going on there real quick, if you could. Okay. I have a movie that I've have an idea. I think I'm going to call it Spark. And Spark is basically like from my beginning in the music business and some of the things that we've also talked about. 
And it goes into a lot deeper situations and stuff that, you know, learning experiences that I've had, you know, growing up and trying to stay in the music business because yeah. it hasn't been always easy, you know, especially, you know, as the world turns, you know, and how technology changes. I also am a composer and I plan on using my own soundtracks that I've composed. I've got about maybe 15, 16 songs that I'm going to be using for this. And I went to a local school here, LCC, got into the media program and went through, you know, how cameras work and, you know, different lightings and stuff like that. So basically right now I'm in the script stage. Oh, wow. Yes. So I'm working on that. And I plan on once I get everything finished, I'm going to try to go to Tyler Perry and those guys and see if I can get it picked up. Well, so that's basically my plan at this particular time. Well, and of course, you know, the best chances of a movie is to have a story. And, and this is yeah. quite a story and one that I think is inspirational, frankly, in terms of what you're doing. So tell me, I don't want to lose the opportunity for those that are thinking about you. Well, I've never heard Tony Thompson's music. How do I find him? And you've got, we didn't go into it a lot, but you've got different stage names and some other things that you use. And so how do we find your music and get a hold of you? Because you've got a special way to do that. Yes, you can find my music on Apple. Apple Music, under the name of Anthony. That's A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, D-E-L-A-N-C-E. D-E-L-A-N-C-E. There's a couple of songs that I have up there right now. One is called Lost in Your Love, and the other one is called Fish in a Cat Suit. <laughs> Fish and in a Cat that, Suit? A, yeah, <laughs> so it's more of an electronic dance. Yes, so that's going to be in the movie as well. So, And they have pretty good stories behind them as well. Yeah. And you can find me at TonyThompsonLive.com for my schedule and we do play around Lansing and we're doing the festivals. I do have a band as well. Got some great musicians and we're doing pretty much a lot of the festivals around town. Well, and I also want to say this because a lot of our audience is corporate leadership and a lot of people that have events and such. And I got to tell you, the reason why we met is I was coordinating a corporate event for an organization and somebody gave me your name and I thought, wow. well, how about this? And so I worked with an absolutely impressive professional by the name of Audrey, who's your booking agent, I believe, or somebody that takes care of your world. And at any rate, when I worked with her, she was extremely helpful. And I have to tell you, with all that I know and understand, with your history and background, you were extremely affordable when I consider the impressive resume that you have. And so uh, you do corporate gigs as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do corporate as well. Yes. I did something for CATA, actually, and I've written some music for them that I'm hoping that in the future they would consider using because it will definitely get them noticed. I love it. Well, Tony, before we run out of time here, look, you got hit by a wind that changed your life. And in that whole process, tell me, there are others that have dreams and it may not be music, but tell me if you could, your thoughts on pursuing those dreams and living the life you have following those dreams, help others that might have a dream as well. What I would say is learn as much about the business as you can before stepping out, because you definitely need to have some sort of security within yourself and 
I would suggest that schooling is a very good thing. You know, learn how to read music. So, and learn as many instruments as you possibly can. Now, when I grew up, it was like the guitar. You know, that was cool. That was what was on Midnight Special when you go watch those shows. Yeah. Man Jack. Yeah. You know, it's about those guitar players, you know. So I kind of got caught up in that, you know. like to be up front, you know, doing my thing. But hey, it's nothing wrong with being a bass player or a drummer or a keyboard player or learn as much as you can, you know, and pick up some foreign language. If you want to travel internationally, you know, you want to go to Thailand, you want to go to Indonesia, you want to go to China, learn some of the language. So that way, once you get there, you can kind of move around a little bit and maybe communicate, you know. So that's what I would suggest. Great advice. And Tony, you are absolutely a treasure, a gem of an individual with some great experiences. And your dad, God rest his soul, and your mom must be extremely proud of you. I know we're proud to have you here on the Leadership Lowdown. Tony, thanks for your time. You're a blessing. Thank you. You're great as well, sir. Well, we've had a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see you around. I'm going to track you down and make sure that I become maybe your biggest fan, at least from a weight standpoint, I can handle that. <laughs> but Tony, oh, you're, wow. you're the best, and I can't thank you enough for being with us, and I can't thank our audience enough for joining us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero. I can't wait to talk to you next time.